One of my favorite things to do with dogs is to watch them figure out how to problem solve. I like watching them figure out how to navigate the world that we're asking them to live in and to have fun while doing it. At School for the Dogs, we specialize in selling enrichment toys for dogs. These are also sometimes called work-to-eat toys. They can help a dog refine their problem-solving abilities, can help them burn off physical and mental energy in a way that is not destructive. It can help slow down their eating, and it can also just help them enjoy themselves. I kind of think puzzle toys might be the canine equivalent of playing Fortnite or doing the crossword. School for the Dogs' new Brainy Box is a monthly subscription box where every month we will send you one of our favorite canine enrichment toys along with one of our favorite types of treats. You will only receive things that have been vigorously tested by our staff and student body. Sign up today at schoolforthedogs.com slash brainybox. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your first month or your payment for the full first year when you use the code brainybox15. You know, I, I hear people say all the time that they that their dog is so socialized because when they got them as a puppy, they let them say hi to everyone and they let them say hi to every puppy. And so that's why they credit their dog to being like so well-behaved. Um, and it just really gets under my skin because, you know, I, I did that too with him because I honestly didn't know better. And, and it really, I think backfired because now um, when we walk down the street, he like searches for humans or dogs to say hi to him. And, you know, it just doesn't, always work out for every dog and so I think having a well socialized dog is takes a lot more more work than uh exposing him to every human and, and creature that you encounter when they're when they're young do you have a dog who doesn't necessarily get along with every other dog one way to deal with those issues send your dog to a good school <laughs> at school for the dogs we have several programs designed to help dogs exist more comfortably around other dogs and to help their owners set them up for success. I'm Annie Grossman, owner of School for the Dogs in New York City. And today I'm speaking with two clients who've been making use of two of our very special programs that we run out of our East Village studio. One is called Dog Socialization and the other is called Misfits Day School. If you're wondering if one of these programs might be right for you and your dog, you can learn more at schoolforthedogs.com. My name's Alyssa Perry. I am dog owner to Michael, who is a two-year-old mixed breed dog of some sort. And I adopted him right before the pandemic, so in February of 2020. And I ended up seeking out your services because he is quite a handful. I love him very dearly, but he occupies a lot of my time and uh, and good in better time now, more productive time than before I came to you all. You had done some training, though, before coming to us, isn't that right? Yes, I guess just because... He had got him in February of 2020. We, I had done some virtual training, and then I did do some training in when I, where I was relocated in Philadelphia, some in-person training there too. What were the specific issues that you were experiencing with Michael? Um, 
at the time, I, I just didn't realize, I guess, that maybe he had anxiety. He's very confident, very loud, uh, very energetic. And so the idea that a dog like that could also have anxiety wasn't really something that I had thought of beyond like general separation anxiety. And so I think I didn't appreciate the difficulties that that presented in him having an enjoyable life at the time. And then also ways that I could like foster a better training experience. I, I thought I had had, you know, grown up with dogs and I had had, I've had two dogs in the past. And so I thought I knew about dogs, but I really was just the tip of the iceberg. So, mm-hmm. um, and I was very focused on separation anxiety because that was one of his problems um, that he really dealt with on a daily basis and, and still does, but was so severe as, as many people I think probably experienced then. And now that I had a hard time leaving the house at all. Tell me about his behavior with with other dogs, because um, I looked back at your account and I saw that your very first visit to us was actually a puppy playtime, right right before the, the pandemic closed things down. Yeah, that was sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I and I so I'm curious to hear how that went and then how he subsequently became with other dogs. Yeah, so he. I think I just didn't know he has a ton of energy and during COVID I was living in Philadelphia and I just had this idea that I didn't know how to get it out and walking him extensively he didn't like and so I started taking him to the dog park the large large dog park and I was spending like an hour there every day teaching him what now I realize is terrible dog behaviors because I had no control over him in like a huge park. And it's, you know, not that he was at the time particularly aggressive towards other dogs, but if there were behaviors that he was, you know, engaging in regularly, I had no way to stop them. And so, and I just sort of deferred to everyone around me at the dog park that just said, oh, he's just being a dog. Um, oh, they'll, they'll work it out. Exactly. Um, and so I went every day because at some point I was like a little bit desperate for um, a way to get out all his energy. And because I otherwise was sitting at home working remotely and he was, you know, if he didn't have his hour at the park, he was sort of hard to contain while I was trying to work. Um, but I, I realized it really just cemented a lot of not great socialization behaviors that I like have learned about, and, and they're just so much harder to undo now. He um, is, I, I think, something that a, a lot of dogs are, even if he's not like aggressive necessarily towards other dogs on the street. When he sees another dog on the street, it's hard to it's hard to redirect him, but it's also Mm -hmm. in like more casual terms, it's just hard to get his attention away. So if we're walking down the street and he sees another dog, it's like he's zeroed in on it. What were the kinds of things that you think happened at the dog park that led him? I don't know how you say it astray. (laughs) He has like a strong chase instinct and Mm. he's also kind of slow. So I think when other dogs are running around him, he wants to chase them, but he can't necessarily catch up with them. And so he's like a big, 
like butt biter. Um, and so that scares a lot of other people, but you know, I think if you start going to the dog park every day, you, you get to know a lot of the folks. And so people are sort of like forgiving of it, but Michael is just generally mouthy with humans and other dogs alike. And so I think sort of reinforcing that behavior on a daily basis that he could put his mouth on other dogs, Mm. it reinforced it with humans. And I, I do understand, and I'm sure there's, you know, some level of like mouthing that goes on during play between dogs, but you know, what I've or some dogs from, who are going to be more tolerant of that than other dogs. Right, exactly. And so, you know, it just can create a problem and, you know, it can be scary at times. And I, I, I really am exposing all my sad, embarrassing truths. But um, I had actually taken Michael to like a sleepaway camp also in January of 2021 because I was like sort of a little bit like desperate seems like a strong word, but it was, it's actually this one that my parents, family friends have taken their dog to, which I'm sure no one has ever heard of in New Hampshire. And so I thought like he'd be outside. It would be really great for him, but it didn't turn out that way. It wasn't a great experience for him or me. We often hear this kind of thing about board and train kind of situations. And I probably exacerbated his separation anxiety issues, but um, but I think that's when I when I brought him home from there, and I realized things hadn't changed. Is when I felt like, okay, like I need to make a better plan, and so I, I decided to make my way back to New York and and make my way back to you guys. And I, I got paired up with Anna, and we had our first private session, and uh, she suggested Misfits, which. I think um, it's a little bit of a a, like hike out of a work day for me to get Michael up there and then for me to get back to working and then go pick him up. But it's um, yeah, yeah. I think it's also like just been instrumental to him to have like a two or three hour period of time. And I think also it's, it's helpful to be for him to be at like your shop at school for the dogs instead of being in my apartment, because I think the getting him getting out and, seeing everyone at school for the dogs is um, I think that is much better. You know, I, I can't remember exactly how we started going to dog socialization, but um, I do remember our first visit with Claire. So um, you show up and there's a trainer there with um, their dog and the dog is um, behind essentially like what we see all the time, those like puppy play gates um, sort of has created like an enclosure for their own dog. And I I think it's partially or mostly probably helpful as to keep it somewhat disclosed from your dog. So when your dog comes in, they can lay down and and get relaxed. Um, And so to start off sort of the session as, as getting introduced to another dog, depending on what your dog's comfort level is with other dogs. Yeah, what was his comfort like with other dogs? I guess this is something that's always been like an enigma to me, which is dog socialization classes have been really helpful, is that he, Michael loves socializing with other dogs, but um, as Claire says, uh, he's really awkward about it. And he doesn't have, he has very bad manners around other dogs. Um, Mm. 
and he's you know pretty i think if you know he's with another dog who will like let him get away with it then he is pushy um certainly but he also is like seems to have anxiety from other dogs which is not something that i really appreciated and realized i thought like oh i bring him to the dog park and he loves other dogs and but and, and so i didn't i couldn't figure out how those two things could go hand in hand that your dog might like other dogs but at the same time it might cause him uh, a lot of anxiety um mm-hmm. so for michael when we first got there we were downstairs on our first session and claire's dog otis was behind like a little enclosure with some uh drapes over it so michael couldn't see him but he still i guess could smell him and just being there was exciting for him so i think on the first session a lot of it was just going back to basics or we had just started learning them but how to like relax on a mat and and stay calm and you know redirect his attention when he's like triggered and sort of is becomes reactive at class you um sort of reveal otis from behind the gate uh and then you they are allowed to like sniff each other and then in the beginning on the first few times that we went michael would like try to I don't know if he was trying to boss Otis around or, or trying to play with him, but uh, he wasn't the most polite. And, and Otis uh, let let him know that what was what was good behavior and what was bad behavior in in a way that um, you know was just a good learning experience from him. You know, Michael might have gone up and tried to like mouth his face or something, and Otis sort of just gives him like a short little snark, almost like a bark slash like like. You know, he lets him know that this isn't cool. You know, that was that was good for me because I, you know, Michael doesn't really get corrected a lot uh, at dog parks. And often it doesn't seem like there's any in between. It's either like dogs aren't correcting each other or, you know, they are correcting each other. And it's like very vicious or like an overreaction. And it like escalates very quickly. Now these days, like Michael isn't, like actually that's super interested in playing with Otis. So now I think it's just a good opportunity for him to learn how to be around another dog. He's um, a, I would say a, a totally different dog than when we first started going. Some issues have resolved. I've learned that some issues, you know, might never be resolved, but I guess I've learned more about them and they've given me insight into him. And then you know, so I would say it's sort of the first thing is that I'm much better able to redirect his attention when he's uh, sees another dog and he's very reactive. I'm able to sort of get his focus back on me, um, which is like a safety thing, I think, on the streets of New York. And then also just he's like a lot less reactive generally. So I, I think that's helpful living in an apartment building. But then um, it's also allowed him to sort of move to the next level with um, Claire's dog, Otis. And then I've sort of learned through these sessions and through working with Claire and maybe not through like direct experiences with Otis, but just from having a great resource that like the dog park isn't a great place for him. And on 
the occasions that I have brought him to the dog park here in New York, some of them have not gone so swimmingly. And, and so I've just learned through working with you guys, you know, that's just not the best way to get his energy out. And it can be sort of a, a dangerous place for him. You know, he does love other dogs, but we, we have to figure out how to make those experiences happen. I have a lot of friends who seem to have a lot easier of dogs, you know, that seem to be very beta around other dogs. So, <laughs> but um, I, I do think I have generally talk a lot about a uh, school for the dogs with my friends. Cause I, I think what's unique and what I really like about it and what, if I leave New York, will ever miss is, is that it's like, you know, one-stop shopping for your dog, meaning you can, I think it's important to see a trainer so you can talk about your, you know, any specific issues that you might have individually. But if you need to go to Misfits or if your dog is a little bit better behaved and, you know, maybe they want to go to day school as an alternative to like sort of do training and, and dog daycare and a lot of things in one. Or, you know, now that Michael and I have a little bit of a better handle around like general behavior that was really stressing me out. We did tricks with Anna virtually in um, November and December, and that was really like a good outlet. So Michael wasn't just doing like basic training that he actually was having a little fun. And, and now he knows how to do a few things that like I incorporate into tiring him out. And also it, it's just a little bit more fun to do those types of uh, training games. I have to ask, how did you give him, how did he come to be called Michael? <laughs> that was, he was blessed with the name Michael by, um, by the Wee, And I, uh, I don't know why I should have changed. I guess I could, I had the opportunity to change it, but I thought it was kind of cute. We've had two or three dogs named Michael and it's one of those dogs named, I don't know, like Kevin or something. <laughs> it's hilarious. And it's like, in it's like human boringness attached to a dog. <laughs> It, it it's I, I met a Matthew the other day and I was a like Matthew, Matthew? <laughs> yes a, a dog named Matthew and I was like oh that's weird and I was like oh you have a dog named Michael so <laughs> hi I'm Jen I'm guardian of Queenie who's a Australian cattle dog she's about three years old. Queenie's a rescue dog, so she's only been in my life about five months. Um, I found her through the Australian Cattle Dog um, rescue, rescue Group and uh, saw her online and um, got more information about her. And then, you know, she uh, got caravaned all the way up from like almost the border of Canada in New York to me here in New York City. Were you looking in particular for a cattle dog in New York City? Yes, I've had tell me, dogs. Tell me more. <laughs> yes, I've had, I don't, and now it's like, was this a mistake? Um, no, but uh, you know, I've had catalogs or catalog mixes in the past, so I've just always really liked that breed of dog. They're a good size, you know, they're not too big and they're not, you know, too small. Um, and they're very smart and they like learning things. So usually that's a big part of like what I like to do um, with dogs as well. How did you come to school for the dogs? How did you find school for the dogs in the beginning? Uh, actually, two ways. Um, one was that the um, rescue group sent me to a like site with recommended um, schools that had certain type of certification, and you guys were on there. And then also, 
a friend of mine who had trained with Kate a long time ago, I think when you guys were just starting out, had recommended the school to me as well. So she sent me the link. So, well, Queenie, uh, since she was from the country, <laughs> she wasn't used to, you know, all the noises and, and all the close proximity, I think, of other dogs in, in the city. So as soon as I got her, it was very clear she's, she was very least reactive to other dogs. She, she loves people, but um, dogs are not what she's used to encountering. So Or dogs, at least in close counter, when yes. on leash on the city streets. It's, it's yes. asking a lot of dogs when you, when you break it down, right? Yes. So, um, so and I actually, uh, I've had rescue dogs before, but I've never had one with this particular type of reactivity so I didn't really know much about it I, I've, I've had dogs that had other other rescue dog <laughs> challenges but not this one so um, I you know I, I had a, a virtual consultation with Claire first and she gave me a few tips and then you know I talked to her about like what the different options options were that I'd seen on the website and which ones made sense for Queenie um, it seemed like you know misfits was a really good option because basically you know that is a description of, of her um, her state. She's really smart, but you know she she can't you know she can't socialize very well. And then um, I've had you know Claire come to my house and, and help you know help Queenie in her own environment. Uh, and then you know because a cattle dog's like very high energy and smart, they just require a lot of um, work, which uh, I was prepared for, but obviously, um, since I'm also working from home, it was useful to also start to incorporate some things like the day training so that Queenie also builds relationships with like other people, not just me. And then we added on the dog socialization because obviously it's very difficult to get a safe space to expose Queenie to other dogs uh, since usually on the street is not like the best environment and usually then we're trying to run away <laughs> so it's not, mm -hmm. not a great time to have dialogue with another dog owner about how maybe we could you know try some socialization out so that's why the dog socialization was was particularly helpful for a dog kind of like queenie how would you describe what our dog socialization service is or how have you described it maybe to to people who are trying to picture this understand this yeah, it's basically a very short session with a helper dog. You know, in this case, it's Claire's dog Otis, and he's really great because he's, you know, he's deaf and just got a great disposition, and so he's not going to react if if Queenie, you know, barks at him or kind of lunges towards him. And it's very it's set up very safely, so you know, there's a lot of barriers, and you know, so she's not going to be able to, you know, hurt him or, or get at him. But we can kind of slowly try to reward her for positive behaviors around other dogs and, you know, kind of have a very controlled environment for, you know, how she's exposed. So it's, it's not like a surprise, like on the street, or it's not just like suddenly out of nowhere. So yeah, the trainer has their dog. And then we usually spend a few minutes, you know, just sort of getting Queenie calmed down in the environment. And then when she's like in a good state, we, you know, progressively maybe reveal more and more of, of Otis. Um, you know, Queenie's reactive a little bit more to movement. So sometimes it's like, hey, if we just show his paw or his nose, you know, is that is that an issue? You know, no, okay, you know, oh, but he stood up, you know, that's that's an issue. And then if she can disengage from reacting to him, then you know, we have we have all sorts of like delicious cheese and 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 you know, whatever land long. There's a barrier with a with a there's like a gate with a curtain over it, and you know we can move the curtain. Um, there's also lovingly we, lovingly sewn by me. 
those are great curtains. Yeah, thank and, you. and then sometimes in the upstairs, you know, there's a, a little courtyard. So he can kind of like, you know, Claire will kind of pretend walk him out there. You know, it's far away and there's like multiple barriers and see if, you know, Queenie's okay with it. If he's sort of, you know, in it, not directly near her and you know, kind of reward her for not reacting to him, even moving around outside. She's definitely over time, um, you know, gotten a lot better at, uh, you know, disengaging from other dogs on the street. If they're across the street, she can, you know, she kind of looks away and will look at me. Um, and we just sort of, if, or if she's behind them and, you know, they're not like face to face, she's much more tolerant of that. And then also the intensity of her reactions to the dogs has gone down. So, you know, when I first got her, she would, you know, want to lunge at them. She would bark, you know, she'd be very worked up and I'd basically have to drag her away by the harness. Um, now it's like sometimes she wants to run over to them and doesn't bark or she might, you know, let loose a, a, a smaller bark. Um, but usually she's more pro, she's easier to, you know, get to do a U-turn or a, a find it and she'll kind of, you know, respond to other tactics and we can remove ourselves from the intensity of the situation. And then I would say also she's, she's really improved her recovery time in a lot of cases. So previously when we'd walk, she would, if she encountered any other dog, which was pretty much immediately in, in a lot of cases, you know, she would have trouble for the rest of the walk, like focusing on anything else. And it would be, we'd just have to go home because it was, you know, way over threshold for her. But now, you know, we can have situations where she has, even if she has a little bit of a like surprise dog um, situation, she, you know, after a couple minutes, she can reset and we can kind of continue the walk as if that hadn't happened. So that's, that's been another really positive you know, thing for her. How many of the dog socialization sessions have you done? I want to say like four or five. And uh, do you do you see it something that as something you're going to graduate, or that you'll just keep doing to kind of keep keep her in shape? That's an interesting question. I she's not at a point where she can graduate yet because you know that's the closest quarter she can get with another dog, and so it's I think it's 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 something where we kind of just keep have to keep going until she reaches a point where she's comfortable with it. What kind of advice would you give to someone who's having this kind of issue, a, a dog who's reactive on the street, but maybe can't, can't work at a facility like, like ours? I mean, I think the best advice Claire has given me was often to be okay at ending the walk. If it's too much for the dog, you know, I, I often felt like I had to really, continue until I reached, you know, an hour or 45 minutes or something. And, you know, now it's, it's like, if, it, if it's, if it's not a good situation, then I shouldn't keep trying to prolong it because it's not making it better for, uh, for Queenie. So, you know, that, I think that gave me permission to sort of not feel like I had to like complete, <laughs> complete my mission of, you know, a certain amount of, you know, catalogs require a lot of exercise. So, you know, there's, there's times we would just go home and then we would try again later when it was maybe, you know, had she had calmed down. So that, mm -hmm. that was one good piece of advice from, from Claire. And then I think also just, um, you know, it requires a lot of time and patience to work on this, this type of concern. And, and so, you know, be okay with that. It's, it's mm -hmm. not going to be resolved in one or two sessions. And you can get a lot of really good tools to distract them away from another dog and kind of know when to, where to look and, you know, not have, you know, not always have them run into a dog in a surprise way and have certain tools to have them, you know, have you look out for them <laughs> uh, on the walks. 
Well, well put. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thank you so much for your time. Anything that we didn't cover about this that you think people would be interested in or or any other service that you've done that you want thinks worth mentioning? Um, I mean, I guess I would say in Misfits, sometimes there's another dog, you know, there and they they also in a very controlled way. Yeah. Well, Misfits is so I guess why don't you describe kind of what Misfits is? Um, Yeah, Misfits is like a one on one session with just Queenie and a trainer, you know, for a couple hours and they take breaks in between. And it's it's drop off. So you're not. Yeah, it's drop off. Yes, I Mm -hmm. take her to the I take her to the school and I drop her off and she works with a trainer um, for a few hours with, with, with breaks and they do a variety of things. Some are, some are just like fun, you know, she's very agile. So they'll do like fun things to let her work on her agility. And then some of it's on specific things. Like if she doesn't like being handled on her feet, so sometimes they'll help socialize her to some booties for the winter or or Mm -hmm. things like that. There's often, you know, two or three of those going on at once in different areas or or rooms and there's many barriers and curtains but um you know they can kind of get a sense of whether you know queenie senses there's another dog there you know sometimes it's a stuffed dog Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but you know they she gets a little bit of exposure in a safe environment there too because all the trainers know you know all the dog's issues and and how to handle them and there's many barriers so that's it's not you know it's not something where it's stressful to the, to the dogs. So that's mm-hmm. another area where it's been helpful for her. But also I think just having her mind occupied helps reduce her reactivity in general as well. You know, the, the more, the more she's able to get other types of stimulation, the less she's focused on, I think it's like humans, right. You know, <laughs> but the less she's focused on things that um, make her anxious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, has your perception of sort of dog training in general changed since you've gotten Queenie, would you say? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've always done some like puppy classes and things like that with my dogs in the past. Um, and so I, I had some exposure to like, you know, it's it's useful to like have them loose leash walk and mm-hmm. <laughs> know how to sit and, you know, and, and not jump on people. But um, yeah, I think, you know, I learned a lot of interesting things about more like how dogs need to have choices and mm-hmm. you know how they how to look at a little more of their body language and and how you know kind of really pay more attention to how they are in their environment as opposed to you know what I want them to do mm-hmm. um, you know to help manage the the, the situation so I think it, it's it's really been a good mix too of, of tools and and training of you know of me and you know there have definitely been times where I've you know, been a little stressed out and kind of given Claire an elaborate download about my situation. And she's just very good at saying like, it, it's okay. Like this, that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> just, keep, just keep going, you know, just keep going um, or try this, you know? So I think, I think it's been especially helpful to have just different, all sorts of different types of tools and approaches. It's not just me doing it or me and Claire, you know, there's, there's a lot of other ways to add variety to, you know, Queenie's program and, and it helps her in a lot of different ways. I think it's, it's all the programs are, are great. It's great to have such like variety and not just be like, okay, we can only take one class. And <laughs> is that class working? I don't know, you know, so, and it's, it's great to have Queenie be able to meet a lot of different people because she, she kind of needs that so she can have relationships with different trainers and, and get to know them. And that's all, that's super helpful for her too. If you're interested in learning more about dog socialization, 
and our Misfits Day School programs. You can learn more by booking a free virtual consult with one of our trainers at schoolforthedogs.com consult. And just a reminder that we are still accepting applications for our six-month professional course, which will be fully virtual. The next cohort will be beginning at the very end of August. We are only accepting four students, so if you're interested, go ahead and apply by the end of this month at schoolforthedogs.com slash professional course 22. Thank you so much for listening, and special thanks to Bill and Lizzie of Toast Garden for the amazing theme song. You can find Toast Garden at youtube.com slash toastgarden. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping at storeforthedogs.com, and you can learn more about us at schoolforthedogs.com. You can also connect with other listeners by downloading our brand new app, just visit schoolforthedogs.com slash community.